Hey, 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 guys. Jennifer here with the Honest Ugly Podcast. If you're new here, this is all about creating intimacy through conversation with God. Creating intimacy with God, creating intimacy with ourselves, and creating intimacy with others that we are in relationship with. Today, it's all about creating intimacy in the mundane. Now, all of our lives are full of mundane moments. And the honest, ugly truth is that a lot of people try to escape the mundane. They are looking ahead always for the next exciting thing because they haven't learned to be content and full of joy in the mundane moments of life. And I get it. I've struggled with that before. I've been a stay-at-home mom for two decades. I haven't always felt like my gifts were being used in the best way. Now I can look back and see that they were, and God has been fruitful with that. But that's not my point today. My point is the struggle, no matter if you are in a nine-to-five job or if you work nights, if you stay at home, no matter what you do, there is something in your life that feels mundane that maybe you could wish away. And if you're not there Yay, I know you were at one time, but if you are there, that's this or today, this episode is to encourage you to respond to that intimate invitation God is asking us to respond to in the mundane moments, not the full of life exciting ones, but the full of life mundane ones. I want to share this quote with you I found in my quote book this morning. It says, If God doesn't rule the mundane, he doesn't rule you because the mundane is where we live. How true is that? We live in the mundane and maybe God, maybe God doesn't rule us if we haven't learned to let him be the God of the mundane. If we haven't learned to choose joy in those places, gratefulness in those places. Like I said, it's been a struggle for me, my life, to be grateful for the small things, the great grateful for the things that I didn't feel like mattered a whole lot. Looking back, I can see that the things I did mattered, but in the moments of them, I had a really hard time realizing that I was exactly where God wanted me to be and that I could choose joy there and that I could respond to his invitation for intimacy with him right in those moments. So this morning, I spent some time out in the sunshine with my books I was reading, and I realized, again, because I realize it every time, that I love sitting in the sun. I love reading. I love thinking. I love it being quiet. I love listening to songs maybe friends share with me. There are lots of things I love, and I realize that when I intentionally position myself in a posture where I can hear from God, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I can be at a concert. I can be in a book. I can be watching a movie. I can be doing an activity. I can be doing dishes, cleaning toilets. All of life's activities are invitations to intimacy. Now, I'm a huge advocate for quiet time. I'm a huge advocate for getting alone and quieting the noise. The lyrics to that song that says something to the effect of, When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come, God has used those lyrics in my life as a reminder that when everything gets really quiet, His voice gets really loud. So I am a huge advocate for getting quiet with the Lord and removing all all of the distractions in our lives so we can hear this crisp, 
fresh voice of the Lord. But today, I don't want to limit that to the quiet places that we seclude ourselves in. I want us to realize that there are mundane moments in all of life. There are mundane moments in the intermission of a great performance that we went to recently. There are mundane moments when we're in the middle of this boisterous activity. There are downtimes. And so no matter what we're doing, no matter where we are, I can be at a baseball game. I can be driving my daughter to dance. I can be waiting on the dogs to potty. I could be walking. I could be talking to people. I could be surrounded by friends. It doesn't matter what we do. There are mundane moments and there are there are these lulls in conversation. There are these moments that the Holy Spirit just nudges your heart to respond to Him in intimacy. And so that's what we're talking about today is just creating intimacy in the mundane moments. First tip for you, from me, because it works for me, is I have to listen to my inner self. I have to pay attention to the thoughts that come into my mind. I have to be completely honest with all the ugly mess, all the ugly, uh, the all of the honest, ugly mess, the uproar of my emotions when I just explode like a volcanic mess. I have to listen to those things. I have to pay attention to those things. I have to be vulnerable with myself. And I have to get really curious and ask myself questions to dig a little deeper. And I have to get curious about what God is trying to show me. And I have to ask God's spirit questions. I have to ask him to show me, okay, I hear you, God. What Are you trying to teach me something? Are you just wanting me to be aware? But I have to listen to my inner self. I can't listen to the voices outside of me. I have to listen to you. I don't even know how to explain it, but I believe you guys know what I'm talking about. Whether you're listening to a song or someone says something, your thoughts and emotions rise up inside of you. That's what I'm talking about. We have to start listening to those thoughts and those emotions that rise up inside of us because that is our that is our inner self wanting to be acknowledged and you know used to I thought I could just push those things away I could distract myself if I didn't like what was surfacing in me I could push it away I thought it was a distraction from the good and noble and honorable things I was supposed to be thinking about I thought those inner thoughts and those inner emotions were distractions from God man I wish I had known then what I know now because now I know I believe that those inner thoughts those inner emotions that uproar in us they are gifts from God they are allowances from God to invite us to be aware of them does that even make sense can we look at our thoughts even if they're super super ugly can we look at our thoughts as gifts from God because he's saying hey unwrap this Unwrap this. I want to do something with this. If you'll acknowledge this, I'll take it and make something good of it. If you'll be honest with me here, I can heal it. I can move you forward. Yeah, I used to. I just thought my thoughts and emotions were distractions, but now I see they're just invitations. They're invitations from the Holy Spirit to be intimate with Him. Gosh, that's so freeing. That's so fun because I don't have to shame myself for the thoughts that come into my mind. I don't have to feel guilty about the emotional outburst. I can see them as gifts from God. Okay, that was that was a little that was a little out of control or that thought might not need to be part of who I am. But I'm no shaming and no guilt and I just see them as gifts from God. 
of something that he wants me to pay attention to and he wants me to confess to him and acknowledge to him so he can do something with. So that leads me into the second thing that I I want to encourage you to do is ask God to guide you. Ask him to surface what he wants, wants us to acknowledge. Ask him to surface those gifts. Ask him to help us see them as gifts. Ask him to give us a new perspective so that we can shift from this guilt and shame into this gift and invitation because God will guide us. He guides us into all truth. He guides us in the way. He whispers, this is the way, walk in it. He gently leads those with young. He searches the whole world, find those who, finds those whose hearts are devoted to him, and he strengthens them. He is involved in our lives. He wants to be involved in our lives. He wants to guide us from within. He wants to be our wise counsel. He wants to comfort us. He wants to lead us. So ask him. We can't do any work of healing on our own. We ha- I mean, we okay, people who don't know God, I know that they they heal in certain ways and they create new habits and create new lives. I know that that is possible. I've seen it. I've read about it. But for us believers, we want a, a healing that can only be done by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we have to invite God into this process. So listen to your inner self and ask God to guide you and listen to His Spirit. And the third thing I want to challenge you with or encourage you with is do what brings you joy. Because if we talk about the difference between happiness and joy, happiness is determined by circumstances, where joy is determined by our intimate sufficient grace in relationship with God. So do what brings you joy because those inner things that we respond to that makes us joyful, those are things from God that He is put in us to enjoy when we seek him first and what is the seek first the kingdom of God. I don't know why that verse just came out of my mouth because I don't really think it had anything to do with what brings me joy, but I'm just thinking that if God knitted me together in my mother's womb and he created good works for me to do before the foundations of the world and he did those things with you too, he knitted you together and he created good works for you to do. Those ideas inside of us, if the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, I've talked about it before on the podcast, we can trust Him to lead us. We can trust that we can follow the spontaneous ideas that He puts on our hearts because He's inside of us. He's leading us. So we can do what brings us joy. We can do what we like to do because we can trust that He's leading us into that. Just recently, I came home after being gone a few days, and my sink was a wreck of a mess, overflowing, dishwasher full. Nobody decided to run it. Nobody decided to empty it. And I looked at that sink, and I thought, oh my gosh, what what kind of parenting have I done that my kids just, it seems as if they just fill the sink and think, well, mom will clean it when she gets home in four days. Like really, I became irritated in the moment, had this little spiral of emotions, But then I remembered, do what brings me joy. A clean sink brings brings me joy. So I could have downward spiraled into what I wish everyone else would have done. Or I could have lashed out on everyone because, I mean, really, I felt taken advantage of. But the truth is, is that I'm only responsible for myself. And it brings me joy to have a clean sink. So instead of just spiraling down into an emotional uproar, 
I just noticed that, you know what? I can clean the sink and I can choose joy over it. I can serve. My joy is not dependent on others. My joy is not dependent on whether or not my kids take advantage of me or clean up the sink or serve me. My joy is not based on good things people do for me. My joy is based on the intimate relationship I have with God. And one way he draws me into intimacy with him is to do what brings me joy, to take ownership of my own life and do what brings me joy because that joy inside of me and that relational intimacy with a God with God where I can talk to him while I'm cleaning that sink where I'm struggling out my emotions of feeling taken advantage of where I can be honest about how I feel about my children doing that when I can be honest with that God can just shift my heart back into a truthful place where I am not this this wreck of a mess he just lifts me back up and reminds me who I want to be and reminds me that I can do the things that bring me joy. And that was just my simple example. And what brings me joy is to have a clean sink. So the next thing I want to challenge all of us with is to accept ourselves how we are. Last night when I had that emotional uproar at the sink, I had to accept that that trigger is how I responded. It was an ugly mess for just a split second. It was an ugly mess, but I had to accept that that's where I am and that's how I felt. There was no shaming myself. There was no guilt over, man, I still get frustrated because the sink is spilling over onto the cabinet. Really? Like, I mean, you're a grown woman. You shouldn't be struggling with this anymore. No, I didn't do any of that. I just accepted where I was. Okay, this is how I feel. God, I'm going to talk to you about it. I need your help here. And he completely shifted my heart towards joy. So I have to accept myself where I am. And you have to accept yourself where you are. If you're wanting an intimate relationship with God, he is accepting you where you are. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He doesn't say clean up your mess and then come to me. No, he says come to me. He accepts you right where you are. So if you're going to be in intimacy with God, then you have to accept His grace, you have to accept yourself where you are, and then you have to accept others where they are. I had to accept my kids where they were and how they wanted to show up. On yesterday's podcast, I talked about giving people grace and space to show up in life how they wanted to show up. I had to do that yesterday. If that's how my kids wanted to show up, or if that's how people want to show up, I've got to accept that. I have to accept where they are and how they want to show up. But it starts with accepting God's grace over ourselves, accepting the truth that He accepts us just where we are, and then accepting ourselves just where we are. I know we all want to be further along than we are. We want to be healed by now. We want this relationship to be mended by now. We want this to happen now. We want things in a very impatient manner. But we have to accept where we are, and we have to accept others where they are, just as we come, right? Just accept self as you are where you are. The last thing is that we have to find what we're really grateful for and respond to that. I'm not saying respond or I'm not saying find, (laughs) I'm not saying anything, obviously. What I'm trying to say is I am not saying list off the things that you should be thankful for. I'm saying invite God into that process and find what you're really grateful for that will create an intimacy with God and an intimacy with yourself. Because when you're inviting God into this conversation, when you're asking his spirit to lead you, you're in communion with him, you're in conversation with him, you're listening to him, you're responding to him, you're communicating with him, and he will show you, he will rise up in you what you're really grateful for 
And then you will respond naturally. You will respond to him with gratefulness. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you, God, for doing this. Thank you, God. So instead of that whole should, like I'm thankful for this and this and this, you know, five things we're thankful for. We list them all. We're we're thankful for our family. We're thankful for our food. We're thankful for healthy kids. Those aren't bad things. But let's dig a little deeper. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to take off some layers. And what are we really, truly, honestly grateful for? Not what we should be grateful for, but what are we really grateful for? And to end that note, I am grateful for you listeners. So create intimacy in the mundane moments. Whatever you have going on today, there is going to be a lull in in conversation. There's going to be a boring spot. There's going to be a mundane moment. And I want to challenge you to listen to God's Spirit guiding you in that moment, inviting you into intimacy. Just be in constant communication with Him and an awareness of what's surfacing in you. And He will continue to grow us in intimacy, especially in those mundane moments of life. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. 